Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Thursday edition of the show, our last episode before the Bucks take on the Saints, but we are saving the best for last as we talk about this huge NFC South matchup between the Bucks and the Saints with a very special guest. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place at PewterReport.com, SR Scott Reynolds. And we are lucky enough to be joining us today on the show, the newest superstar from our great friends over at News Channel 8 WFLA. Everybody, please welcome Eileen Natchuk to the show. (laughs) Eileen, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going this afternoon? Thank you so much. I am absolutely fabulous. Can we talk about this graphic you guys have? Insane. Well done. Love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm pumped to talk of, talk about Saints and Bucks. Yeah, we, we figured you were the perfect person to have on this week because, uh, you know, we're going to be revealing this to the public here. But mm-hmm. um, you've actually been a double agent because you're a Tampa native. <laughs> right. And I, I, I right. think that I think the Tampa Bay community sent you to new Orleans to report on the saints for a couple of years and, and, and get the inside scoop and then come back to the Bay area, your home and work for news channel, eight WFLA, our partners uh, over there uh, just down the street. And, uh, yeah. and so we're yeah. excited to have all of the, the saints Intel from, from someone who's been on the sidelines, been in the locker room, been in the press conferences, watched the games, and, uh, and, you know, I, I think Todd Bowles is probably after this podcast going to be calling you and saying, all right, I, I need some more intel here. So look, uh, can neither can confirm uh, nor deny the, the double agent here. Uh, it's so funny when I was when I was in Louisiana, I would tell people, yeah, from the Tampa Bay area. And they'd be like, now I tell people here. Yeah, I was just, you know, with the Saints are like, I'm <laughs> just like, I don't know where we're at. But yes, uh, I can give some insight for sure. For sure. Yeah, it, this is uh, uh, some breaking information here, and we're pretty excited to reveal the Bucks injury report. So let's get to that because we can talk about this right now. Carlton Davis, full participant today at practice for the Buccaneers. So that's a good sign, moving in a positive direction. Uh, Devin White, also a limited participant today with that groin injury. So Carlton Davis's toe is on the mend. Devin White's groin's on the mend. That's the only good news I have. I'll read off the the bad news for today, and hopefully it gets better tomorrow. But Jamel Dean, neck and shoulder, did not participate today. Servassier Dennis, linebacker, hamstring injury, did not participate. Kalaja Kansi, calf injury, guess what, folks, didn't participate. Derek Pitts, the other cornerback, the rookie, hamstring injury, didn't participate. Vita Vea, pectoral injury, didn't participate. Ouch, that hurts a little bit. So, Bucks are a little pee on there. Yeah, still a little banged up heading into New Orleans. Uh, the hope, uh, certainly, if I'm uh, if I'm Todd Bowles, I want Vita Vea back for sure tomorrow. Love to have J- Jamel Dean back, but certainly Vita Vea, get him back for the Saints. Paulson Adebo hamstring injury did not participate for the second day in a row. He's one of their starting corners. That doesn't really bode well for his availability on Sunday. Cesar Ruiz, concussion, did not participate. I think you're looking at Andres Pete there, 
replacing him this week. Derek Carr, right shoulder, did not participate again. That's a big one, but we've all kind of been laser-focused on Jameis Winston, probably being the quarterback this week. Jordan Howden, the safety, with a finger injury, did not, did not participate. Foster Moreau, the tight end, was limited today. He did not participate on Wednesday with the, an ankle injury. So that's the Bucks versus Saints report. Uh, uh, and when it comes to injuries, Eileen, your thoughts? You know what? Um, I think whether it's Jameis or um, Derek Carr, the Bucks are ready to go. I mean, I I personally had this game circled on my calendar. I am so excited. There are so many storylines going into this game, so many reasons to watch this game. Um, as far as injuries go, um, I think if the Saints don't have Cesar Ruiz on that offensive line, that's huge for yeah. them. That's a huge problem for them because, you know, he's he's a leader uh, for them on the O-line. But, I mean – with the Bucks potentially being without their starting corners, that's not great for the Bucks either. So uh, both share that title of all right. Well, we could be in some deep doo doo, but you know it's a next man up mentality for for both squads. So I think it's going to be a battle regardless. Yeah, that's just kind of the nature of the game sometimes, unfortunately. And the injury bug hitting the NFC South kind of fairly early mm -hmm. on. And yeah, you mentioned the cornerbacks with Carlton Davis. I I'm mm -hmm. curious to get your thoughts, Eileen, having covered. New Orleans, there's been some bad blood, and no pun intended, to Taylor Swift, who's oh man, <laughs> it's um, never ending now. There, yeah, it really is. Um, there's been some really bad feuds between Carlton Davis and Michael Thomas, even going back to 2020 with the whole slant boy. boy thing, Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. We know it's been heated from the Bucks side of things, but just covering the Saints in the recent years, is the uh, the animosity the same on both sides? Look, Joe Tryon Choinka, I say that correctly. I'm still trying to get it yeah. down. Okay. He said it best today. He said, look, they don't like us. We don't like them. And you see right there, if you're watching yeah. visually, that picture says it all. Uh, I was actually there uh, during that game when um, Mike Evans pushed him last and, and kind of blindsided him. And I was in that locker room asking the guys like, you know, what did you think of that? And I remember Mark Ingram saying, man, like, cheap shot like that's so cheap you know you come yeah. from behind so it's so weird for me personally because then I was like man like what's up with Mike Evans you know and mm -hmm. then now I'm like well I guess I could you know if he's talking smack to his teammates so it's yeah. like, you know okay I see that side now now I see the other side yeah. um but yeah it's still there it's still alive I if I could bet money on it I'm sure we're gonna see some chippiness and potentially yeah. a brawl come out again it's just what it is these are two highly competitive guys it's in their blood as you said bad blood it's yeah. it's in their blood to be this you know have this mindset it's their makeup it's who they right. are and you know i think depending on the player some guys will channel this take it personal kind of mentality yeah which can bring out that type of stuff, but also bring out the worst, but also the best because it makes you play harder. Exactly. Like, I, I like, I personally like it. I think it's what makes sports fun. You know, yeah. I, I buy into these storylines. One, because mm -hmm. maybe I'm a little biased. All of us are here reporting yeah. on it, right? It's, it's fun. But, but as long as no one actually, you know, severely gets hurt, um, it's still there and alive, man. Yeah. So l let me ask you this mm -hmm. you probably have had a different perception of Mike Evans 
right? Because you you see the version of Mike Evans. You Do you know, want eggs thrown at my house, Scott? No, you're trying to get me to <laughs> say no. some things here. No, what I'm saying though is 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 now you've got to know Mike Evans, right? You mm-hmm. you know you cover this team from training camp preseason, and Mike is this benevolent guy. Uh, charitable person uh, he's one of the one of the biggest sweethearts in the locker room right i mean like like the entire team loves mike evans the whole fan base does but if you're a saints fan you probably think that mike evans is this despicable villain right 100 percent. Well, right so so what is marshawn Lattimore like because i think for buccaneer fans we probably think yeah Lattimore is this punk yeah. who you know picks fights and and gets under mike evans skin so is is Lattimore like the Mike Evans version for the Saints? Uh, That's a great question. Um, Well, first of all, Mike totally won me over. I mean, he's awesome. Like what a guy, like you said, he's so involved in the community. He's, he's so genuine. Uh, He's so nice. Um, Really cool with the media too, like treats all of us very well. And he's a Harry Potter fan. So obviously I love him. I love Harry Potter. I'm a Slytherin pen right now. Are you a Slytherin? I'm a Slytherin guy. Will you guess, will you guess what mine is without me telling you? It's it's kind of left field. Okay, I'm gonna say Hufflepuff. I'm literally gonna end this call right now. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> I, I'm Ravenclaw. Ah, oh, damn! I thought it was yeah. gonna be either Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Yeah, you're close. Too obvious. All right, it, it was close. But yes, uh, you're, you're right, Scott. Like it, he totally won me over, and I'm like, man, like this guy, he's actually wow, he's really nice and really yeah. cool. And so, but Marshawn, um. He's a, he's he's a quiet guy. Mm-hmm. He's a quiet guy. You know, in, in his interviews, he's a man of few words. But it's he's a to- totally different on the football field, obviously. Um, but yeah, he's he's cool, quiet, calm, collected. But I mean, he's he his teammates would describe him as um, a dog with with the W. He's right. you know he is he's out there to get you, and he's out there for blood. So yeah. kind of interesting, right? He's this quiet guy off the field and then you know he steps on the field and it's like oh my goodness yeah you know let we run the opposite way right Mm -hmm. i think sometimes you see that with players though because tristan Mm wirfs is a perfect example nicest guy in the locker room talking to the media but then he's Mm -hmm. one of the best offensive tackles in football you have to be able to flip that switch i think shaq barrett's kind of like that too yes super nice super easy going and then bam you hit the field and the mentality just changes for whatever yeah And I I really, I wonder if, because I I watched a clip of Tom Brady, I don't know if it was recent or Mm -hmm. not, um, but he said something like he, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but he was like, I, like, I will think of something that makes the game personal and that, that makes me angry, right? He channels this. Yeah. 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 yeah, That one. And he's like, I, I, I try to make myself angry. So I'm wondering, and you know, they're Marshawn and Mike, they're not going to, maybe admit this to us but i really i wonder yeah. if they channel that and to kind of turn that on once these two teams go up against each other right yeah and it, it's interesting because uh those two have been the biggest like focal point in terms of, yeah. of you know the blood feud between the bucks and the saints but you know Devin white was even like a little chippy and chirpy yeah. with Jameis winston right and yeah. and, and we, we know that Jameis uh, he likes to throw interceptions right i mean the <laughs> <laughs> through three to the Buccaneers at the end of the game last year that in week two that helped them win that game. And, of course, it was the interceptions that got Jameis out of Tampa and Tom mm-hmm. Brady into Tampa to win a Super Bowl. But um, what was your experience like covering Jameis? Because, you know, he's 
He's a different personality. He's a likable guy. Polarizing. So but polarizing, yes. Yeah, I I I love Jameis. I really do. Um, he would do things like he would hold the door. Actually, Baker did this for us um, the other week, but he would hold the door for media um, yeah. as we were carrying all of our stuff and heading into the practice facility. Um, you know, he, you would say, you know, how are you? He'd always ask, Oh, well, how are you? You know, yeah. uh, just this bubbly, fun personality. I mean, you guys know him, right? Like yeah. We, yeah. You, you guys get it. Um, but it, the, the relationship he has with Devin white um, when we were, I remember asking him um, about, the incident when Devin White, of course, ended um, his season, he was like, yeah. look, like it's the nature of the game. And Devin texted him and said, hey, man, like, how are you? He would check up on him. So it's not like yeah. these that, you know what I mean? They want these things to happen, obviously. And right. Jameis still has these close relationships with guys on the team. And Jameis also has a good relationship with Baker Mayfield. Like yeah. they, them. T- yeah, they're friends as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those kind of games where you're frenemies, right? Like yeah. you, you get what everybody's got the same goal, but at the same time, you know, it's like, all right, well, we're not going to let up here. Yeah. And Charlie Abrams has a, a good point here. Jameis's message gets old after his actions don't match his words. Right. And I think that was the thing is, is he would, he would always say here in Tampa, like, I know I got to not turn the ball over. Then he'd go out there and throw two or three picks, you know, it just, he could never get over that, and that's kind of why he's relegated to being a backup now is because you only have X amount of opportunities yeah. you know, in the league. And then – and we've seen it now, right? I mean, yeah. Andy Dalton is a former first-round pick who is now a backup in Carolina. Mm. And Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, same same thing, Jameis Winston. And that's what Baker Mayfield's trying to avoid, right? Yeah. So, I mean, similar paths being number one overall picks, Heisman Trophy winners. Exactly. Bases of the franchise, but – you throw those picks, you know, they're going to do away with you. So. I, I I think that play, you can almost credit it to like immaturity a bit, right? Like being that impulsive. And I have seen um, Jameis, at least when I was with the Saints, kind of mature just a bit in terms yeah. of his decision making. And you guys have seen with Baker Mayfield, the offense is playing to how he plays. And I think with yeah. Jameis, they're they're not changing the way they do things for Jameis, but Dave Canales, they're they're altering things a little bit, right? Like Mike mm-hmm. Evans said, I'm running routes that I've never even run like run before, ran before, but I'm enjoying it. I love it. It's new. Yeah. Uh so I don't know, just just a take. You don't have to agree. No, I I, I totally I, I do agree with what you have to say. I'm curious about one of the guys that James is going to be throwing to is Chris Olave. He's uh, obviously still a very young receiver. And I think already it's only three games into the season, but really has taken a, a big step forward. What did you see from him in his first season that it yeah. either impresses you or however you think of him? That man is smooth. He, yeah. the, the way he runs his routes, the way he, uh, the I mean, the way he does everything, the way he would jog on the field, like it just looks like a, like a gazelle, just kind of it, yeah. everything he does. It looks so easy. And it was funny because we would say like Michael Thomas was his big brother, obviously Ohio state, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, yep. but also kind of the way they play too. Like they, they're just very smooth, um, very good players, very smart. And then you have Rashid Shahid. Yeah. The man Amazing. with speed. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. 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 Like so it. their, their receiving core um, was fun to watch, fun to cover. Um, 
man, I, I remember uh, Rashid Shahid's first touchdown. And I think he hit uh, how many miles an hour did he hit? I, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was in the 20. And I was like, no way. And it was really cool because he's an undrafted free agent right out of right. Weber. So yeah. this is a small school undrafted. And he's starting with first round pit two first round. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's uh, Chris Olave first round pick. Right. So that was that was a cool storyline. But. I mean, look at the Bucks. They got a good receiving core too. So kind of similar situations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, you know, what are you going to get from them? And then, you know, you got yeah. your good receivers. But I, I would say I've got so I've got faith in Baker Mayfield. So don't, you know, get me wrong on that. I've got faith in him for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if the Saints offense can really kind of come to life a little bit. I mean, believe it or not, I think the Bucks offense is ahead of the Saints, right? In terms of I agree scoring and all of that. And and uh, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't. If I'm a Buccaneer fan, I, I would not have been scared with Derek Carr coming to the Saints. Uh, and no Derek Carr disrespect, but this is a guy that just is good, but he's never going to be great. And for all the money and and the draft capital that you had to throw out there to acquire him, and it's not like the Saints don't have uh, uh, some pieces because they do. Alvin Kamara's coming back this week, as you mentioned, Olavi and, and Michael Thomas and Rashid Shahid is an interesting chess piece where. If you get him going with the speed on end arounds, jet sweeps, uh, whatever, yeah. he can be dangerous. But mm-hmm. the reality of it is, is they beat the Tennessee Titans 16 to 15. They beat a winless Panthers team 20 to 17. They only scored 10 points on off- offense against the Packers. They have to rely on that 76 yard punt return from uh, Rashid Shahid to get another touchdown on the board. And mm-hmm. I, I think there's enough on the offensive side for the Buccaneers to get over 20. I don't know that, that the Saints can score more than 20 unless there's a special teams touchdown or, or a pick yeah. six involved. Yeah. It, I've, the Saints are one of those teams where, and I don't want them to hear this, but they're one of those teams where I feel like they play to their competition. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're playing a really, 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 really good team, um, they're going to play that way. If they're yeah. playing kind of a mid team, they're going to play that way. One of the dangers of that is if you start out slow, you know, you're you're screwed. So yeah. um, I think that the Bucks should take advantage of that. Um, starting off slow has been a bit of an issue for the Bucks, right? So right. I think if they can get that right this game, it's no question that they're going to pull out a win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I think part of the reason why the Bucks have started out so slow is that they haven't necessarily been winning on first down. I think that was most evident against the Eagles on Monday, where they yeah. run it, get stopped for a yard or or negative yards. So I'm curious how this run game is going to look against the Saints because the Saints have allowed some. It's not the worst run defense in the league, but they've allowed other teams to kind of get the ball moving against them. And we heard Dave Canales say today, I'm going to be stubborn with the run. I'm still going to run it no matter yeah. what. So where's your confidence level with that going into this game? For the Bucks? Yeah. Um, I've, I've got all the confidence because, you know, you hear them all week long saying these are all correctables, right? Like mm-hmm. Dave said, this is not a schematic issue offensively. You know, these are things we can fix. And I think they get it done. I think they figure it out. Um Saints also, uh, Alvin Kamara back in the lineup. You know, yep, their yep. run game is going to be pretty crazy too. Um, so so we'll see. Uh, I'm hoping we can get um, some guys back healthy this week. That would be very beneficial in in stopping the Saints run and uh, getting getting the Bucks run going. 
I, I think to to me, and obviously they, they want to establish the run and lean on Kamara a little bit. He's got fresh legs. He might have some rust, but he's got some fresh legs coming off that suspension. But the screen game is something that, that really kind of concerns me with the Buccaneers mm-hmm. because they want to atone for getting basically, you know, a cheap sack of Jalen Hurts on Monday night where he tripped and fell, right? But other than that, they didn't touch Jalen Hurts. So, and this is coming off of a six-sack game against Justin Fields. So, there's some real opportunities here. The Saints have already allowed 12 sacks this year. Three for Trevor Penning, a, a couple for Ryan Ramchick, is usually a, a dynamite right tackle. But, you know, that that uh, Rashawn Gary got to him last week, and he was the guy that, that injured Derek Carr's throwing shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, Eileen, you've seen Alvin Kamara. There might not be a better running back that catches the ball and yes. navigate screens like this guy, and you just have to worry with JTS and Shaq and these guys really trying to get after Jameis Winston that they might be susceptible. If, if the linebackers don't tackle Kamara, mm-hmm. it could be a two-yard gain or it could be a 22-yard gain. This guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say something about the Saints O-line is personally I feel like Trevor Penning, that's been one of – a bit one of their big disappointments right with him being injured and then obviously with with what you were saying um so yeah i don't think they've got a a very strong o-line um so that's gonna you know hurt ak a bit but what alvin Kamara does not just for the saints on the field but also in the locker room too he provides leadership he provides stability he provides comfortability right like when he's on the field it almost felt like last like um last year too when I was with them it was like when he was on the field you kind of like a weights off your shoulders a bit it's like oh he's back okay you know you know we're gonna get some yardage here uh yeah I mean he's smart he's explosive and the Saints are gonna have to be ready for that but I think their linebackers are I think I think Devin White and and all the guys I think they're ready to to go and I do think this game is some extra oomph to Mm -hmm. to and they'll never admit that right because of course they're going to say every game's the same we play everyone the same (laughs) we get it we get it but we also see that little smirk on your face when we ask the question and we we know you guys are are ready to go yeah and we saw we saw Devin White Matt run out of bounds with an interception against the Eagles on Monday night something tells me when he's back home in Louisiana if he gets a pick, it's going to be a different story. He, I think he's going to, he's going to realize, hey, I get the bye week next week to rest the groin. I'm going to, you know, hit the gas and see if I yeah. can take this to the house. He's either going to reach the end zone, or he at least is going to lay the shoulder into, um, you know, whoever's trying to tackle him going that other way. But you know, right. stopping the run, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill is going to be very difficult as yes. well. Something yeah. I'm going to be looking for with this Bucks defense, particularly the linebackers. You talk about getting that extra oomph, that extra mm-hmm. juice. I think they should be drinking Celsius energy drinks for the game, which, of course, is the official sponsor. How about that transition? Thank you very much. Uh, Of course, Celsius is the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. They have so many awesome different flavors, including their newest one, the Cosmic Vibe, which is a sparkling fruit punch. But you can't go wrong with any flavor. My personal favorite is the Arctic Vibe. I like the orange pomegranate. I had that this morning. Strawberry lemonade is heavily in my rotation uh, it's no sugar. The Oasis Vibe as well. Fantastic. Uh, no sugar, no um, extra jitters or anything like that. Like you might get with another Celsius product out there. If you need to know where to find a Celsius energy drink, don't you worry. Just go to the Celsius website, go to the store locator, punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest geographical location 
where you can find one, whether it's a 7-Eleven, a Walmart, Target, health and fitness store, or Say Scott, it, your Say bodega. It. Bodega. <laughs> I, look, I love Celsius. I drink them all the time. My favorite is uh, the apple pear and the, awesome. the orange. So I second this ad you guys got going on. Yeah. Yeah, orange is my favorite. Um, I'm just finishing up uh, an Oasis vibe right now, so it's nice. It's the best stuff, and you can also get it on on Amazon. Use the subscribe and save. Yeah, get save that, some money. Get that variety pack because yeah. there's so many great flavors and varieties to spice of life. So you can have it sent to your residence whenever you want, week, month, quarterly, yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. Eileen, I have another question about um, this game in particular. Crowd noise has been a big subject, especially week one. I mean, Todd Bowles could not stop laughing when talking about doing the skull. But I, I think <laughs> going against the Saints, they obviously see it every single year. I haven't been to New Orleans yet. I plan on doing that sooner rather than later. What is that atmosphere like in New Orleans, in that stadium, the Superdome, or whatever they're calling it now? Um, just Oh, un- yeah, un- right. Look, you're in the Dome. There's not a single window. Yeah. Every, you can hear everything. It's a dungeon and in there. It it's really a is. dungeon in yeah. there. The doors are yeah. locked. The clock has started and, and it's going fans, fans are drunk. Fans are excited. It's, it's crazy in there and it's loud, man. It is loud. And yesterday, Karen, Karen Loftus, mm-hmm. she asked some of the, some of the guys, Hey, does that, Minnesota game give you guys some confidence because she she said uh, she was like I needed earplugs at that game and I was like well c- compare the two because I you know I've I've never been and she said it's just as loud so that Minnesota game is going to be very similar to the Superdome but it's crazy and it's fun and the fans are into it I mean that that's them over there like that's their culture that's who they are and um it's it's going to be crazy and the players know that they said that today they said they know what to expect and it, it excites them. It excites them. And as a player, I would imagine that, right? It would excite me. Yeah. When, when you look too at, at the fact that, that the stadium is, is, is right in the heart of, of the downtown yeah. area, you know, it, yes. it's, and, and the first time I went there, which was like, gosh, I want to see it probably back in like 2005, maybe for an away game. It's wild. how Everybody just walks yeah. downtown to the stadium, yes. right? I mean, it, it's a really neat environment. And then you got Caesars uh, across the the street. You can go eat and gamble afterwards. I mean, it's it, it's it's an interesting. I mean, like it, it's the exact opposite from like Green Bay up there mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, where it's right in the middle of downtown. But it's in well, it's in the middle of like downtown Green Bay, which is like mm-hmm. the suburbs. You know, it's like yeah. these little shops, but it's like boom, it's right down there, and everybody just walks to the game. They're I know there's parking there, but it, it's a unique stadium. Is setting, there? Yeah. <laughs> is there parking? Because I don't, I don't I know. Don't. It would take me like 45 minutes. Oh my goodness! It's yeah, you're exactly right. It's right in the middle of the city. I remember getting off the interstate and people are ta- tailgating underneath the bridges and on yeah. the corners. At, they're everywhere, and it's you almost have to kind of like tip tiptoe and and jump hop skip around to to get to the stadium because there's so many people tailgating in in um that are in the area but it is cool it's right it's right in the middle of the city for sure so uh i'm of the opinion that under the bucks defensive line did not get the job done but i i think for 
for them to win this game, for them to go into New Orleans and win it, Tampa Bay's defensive front, and I, I mean the defensive linemen, the outside linebackers, the mm-hmm. inside linebackers on blitzes, you're going to see Winfield blitz, I think, from the slot. They've really got to apply pressure on Jameis Winston and take advantage yeah. of this offensive line that has yes. given up 12 sacks so far. I think if they yes. can do that, that's going to be the key to, to beating the Saints. Do you agree? I agree. And I think another huge key, which gets everyone, is that man Taysom Hill yeah. in yeah. the in the red zone. You know he's going to be under center in the red zone. And it's it's really hard to stop. It's teams have trouble stopping that man in the red zone. So I think that's going to be a big key for the bucks. Um, and not just defensively, but also offensively in the red zone too. That was something Baker had mentioned that they want, they want to get better at. So mm-hmm. red zone on both ends, dude. And that man right there holding that football, Taysom Hill, all eyes on him. Who knows what he will be listed as running back, tight end, quarterback. <laughs> Maybe he's playing defense this week. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's certainly been uh, an X factor for sure. And, and also I think Rashid Shahid, he's, he's going to be an X factor as well. Uh, we know that what Alvin Kamara can do. We know that slant boy, Michael Thomas, he'll move the chains and we know Chris Olave is going to do Chris Olave things. But I, I think if they can stop this mm-hmm. offense before it starts by attacking that offensive line, getting some tackles for laws, getting them into third and long situations where Todd Bowles can open up that, that playbook and, and have some of those exotic blitzes. Then you rattle Jameis, and we all know what happens when Jameis gets rattled. Yeah, and I hate to say that because I like Jameis. You know, I hate to say get him get him rattled up and, and force him to make some silly decisions because he probably will. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, I I, I think uh, I think the Bucks pull out a win. I think 24-21. I think they both you know score a couple. I don't think it'll be too low scoring or super super high scoring. I think it'll be 24-21 Bucks. But the Saints, they even even their media. I've been listening. I've been listening to you guys. Yeah. They all they all think yeah. the Saints got this one, which wow. I'm yeah. you know sure, but. I- yeah, absolutely. I do think that they are very even teams. And that kind of goes yeah. into the yeah. Saints having every game so close. I look at this as a – I've been saying it on other shows, a coin flip game. Like it wouldn't shock you yes. either way whether the Bucks win or or the Saints win. But to go back to your guys' point about Jameis, and I think this goes with what Baker Mayfield has been saying nonstop, is that they have to get off to a faster start in this game. Because I yeah. think if the, if the Bucs can jump out to a little bit of a lead, that does yes. two things. One – while they're still going to use Taysom Hill, it negates Taysom Hill a little bit because usually he's still running it a lot. It takes a lot more time off the clock where the Saints might have to throw it. And Jameis, with the interceptions, a lot of those times the interceptions come because he's trying to play hero ball. He's trying to – he might be down 14. He's trying to score two touchdowns on one play. And it's not possible if you score it that quickly. Now, Baker falls into that a little bit too – but I don't think as egregiously as, as Jameis does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. Um, another thing is too, right. These, these two teams have been battling it out the last how many years of winning the division title. And yeah, um, yeah this, this is, Absolutely. this is going to put one of the other over, over the edge. So I, I think, I think the Bucks got this one. Um, yeah. So Eileen, last question for you before we we uh, we let you go. We appreciate having you on. We yeah, might have you on again. Yeah. For, for oh my. Bucks Saints I'll come every time. Show. You let me know. Okay. They win. 
I love so it. For, for Buccaneer fans that are that are going to NOLA this weekend, mm-hmm. right? And where are the food spots? Because we know that, oh, cool. that New Orleans Great is question. a foodie town, right? So <laughs> where where are the hot spots to go to for drinks, for uh, you know, for a great meal? I look. This is going to be the most disappointing response anyone will hear. <laughs> I, I've got you on the drinks, the food. Okay. I am allergic to shellfish. Me too. So so. And, Me too. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, okay. I so you, then yep. uh, this is for you two then. Yeah. <laughs> but so I you also, can cross off all of, all of the shrimp gumbo places, yeah, crayfish places. So yeah. Yes, uh, and I also am a vegetarian. So. Okay. Living in Louisiana for a few years, it was. Oh, that was uh, hard for you. Then. It was. It was. <laughs> Did you go to like the same place every day? <laughs> right. I just eat like two croissants a day. Just call yeah. it. Call it a day. Oh, um, so you 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 have a cafe du Monde, right for some vignettes. I have. Some, I have. Um, but as um, Jamal Williams said, I agree. Yeah. They're very similar to funnel cake. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a very yeah, yeah. It's funnel cake vibes. Um, right. There is. A pizza place. I can okay. I can give you a pizza. Sure. Wreck. Uh, Magazine Street Pizza. Okay. I still think yeah. about it sometimes when I'm driving. It'll pop in my head because that's how much I love pizza and that right. store. Okay. Um. But yeah, yeah. I had one of the best steaks of my life at Jean Lafitte's. Is that place still there? Do you know where that is? Probably. It's, it's, it's like downtown, right? right? Yeah, it's a French Quarter. French right, Quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like right above an Italian restaurant. And John Lef- John Lafitte was was like a uh, like an old war general from yeah. from the French when they invaded the uh, New Orleans. They still have a lot of his artifacts and stuff up there. Mm-hmm. And the 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 waiter told me I, I said hey, I'm, I'm looking for a steak. So uh, what do you recommend? He's like uh, the fillet. It's the best fillet you'll ever have. And I said really that's that's saying a lot. He's like if it's not the best fillet you'll ever eat. Mm-hmm. You let me know, and I'll buy the steak for you. Wow! And I said, "Wow, I I, I can't turn that down, right? Right." So um, he said, "But you have to be honest with me. You have to be honest. It's the best fillet you're ever going to have, or I'll buy it from you." This was like, this is what 15 years ago or so. This was, we're talking probably a 55 dollar steak that's now probably wow. 80 dollar steak or whatever, right? With uh, inflation. Um, so he brings the steak out. And, and I said, oh, I, I need a knife because I had like a, a fork and like a butter knife. And he's like, you have a knife. And I said, really? I don't need wow. a steak knife. He's like, no. And I'm telling you, <laughs> it was the best steak wow. I ever had, the best filet. And he came over and he said, what do you think of the filet? I said, it's the best I've ever had. Okay. Do you want to know a really funny story? Sure. I, I think it might be the same place you're talking about. But Mrs. Benson, she she takes all the media out for – um like uh, end of the season, uh, Christmas yeah. kind of uh, lunch. The so, Saints owner, right? Correct. Gail yeah. Benson. Yes. Yeah. Saints and Pell's owner. And so uh, incredibly nice, right? Like just, she's yeah. what, what a woman. Um, she's amazing. Anyways, we go and there's two options. It's the yeah. filet and the fish. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're over two right there. So I'm like, I get in the zone. I'm like, oh man, all right, what do I do? What do I do? I'm not just going to order a salad because that's rude. And I was like, fish, I don't know. Last time I accidentally had fish, I got sick and I was like, steak. Ah." So I was like, filet. And she she goes, she sits a chair over from me, right? A seat over. So she's right there. They come over, they bring the food. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to eat it. (laughs) 
no. I have to eat it. She's right there. I'm not going to be rude. Yeah. Eileen, suck it up. Here we go. So, and I'll tell you what, guys, that was the best steak I've ever had in my life. So I actually feel like it's the same restaurant. I'm blanking on the name, God forbid. It was really Um, good. But I, it was excellent and I got sick after and it was worth it. Oh, no. There you go. Hey, at least if it was worth it, then it was worth it. Yeah. I look, my, my parents, they would have been very upset with me if I didn't eat that. They would have, they would have, (laughs) they raised me better than that. So sucked it up. (laughs) There you go. Take one for the team. Speaking of team folks, uh, you, you've got to make sure that you're watching news channel eight for your news coverage. Okay. Oh, Um, thanks guys. Look at that. Absolutely. Yeah. We've become prepared. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the TV partner of Pewter Report, News Channel 8, your official Buck station, Karen Loftus, Dan Lucas, and Eileen Natchik. Uh, Eileen Natchik, yeah. 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 <laughs> Eileen Natchik, back from New Orleans, back where she belongs in Tampa. We appreciate you joining us back on the Pewter Report guys. podcast. Yeah, so you can catch Eileen um, several times during the week, but the time you really want to tune in, Bucks fans, is for Bucks Bonus. Eileen, tell us about Bucks Bonus. Oh, Bucks bonus, man. It's it's awesome. So we we go on air um, after our uh, 11 o'clock show on Sundays. But we do have our podcast on Wednesdays at four. And look, they haven't they haven't kicked me off yet, but they gave me the <laughs> reins to host it. And oh, there you um, go. Yeah. And, and, and awesome. uh, direct it and yeah, whatnot. Nice. So that's been really fun. It's been really, really fun. And I enjoy it. And um Maybe one day I'll be as good as you guys. Oh, I think you're already there. Yeah, I mean, you can hang with us <laughs> all day. No question about it. Oh, Absolutely. well, yeah. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. You two are awesome. Um, much love. I'm going to go chug a Celsius now. <laughs> well, we thank love you to so hear much that. for your time. Exactly. <laughs> thank you, guys. We are going to uh, continue on with our Bucks versus Saints preview here. We are, we kind of previewed the team uh, last you know, this game yesterday for the show, uh, Eileen brought, I think, some, some great perspective there from someone who's Absolutely. covered the Saints. But, you know, Matt, there's there's some things that we didn't really cover yesterday because we didn't have a chance to talk to Dave Canales yesterday or Casey Rogers from the defensive standpoint. Casey's the, the co-defensive coordinator. Todd, of course, is the play caller for the Bucks on defense. But Casey has the defensive line responsibilities. He's the defensive line coach. Um you know, I, I had a chance to talk to Chris Izian today, and you and I were there talking to Zion McCollum. Yeah. And this Rashid Shahid guy, he really has the Bucks' attention. They know what what a danger with uh, uh, Chris Olave and yeah. and Michael Thomas are. Right. That those are the A listers. But as more, we saw, yeah, more well known names for sure. Right. But as we saw on Monday night, Matt, you had AJ Brown. You had. Devonte Smith, but it was uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, a former yeah. Falcon, who really kind of you know like hit the dagger, you know, with the, with that touchdown, and uh, and so sometimes you can get caught up in in the main attraction, but yeah, you know that that third receiver, if you're not on it, and and it, it may be Taysom Hill from the tight end, it may be um, Rashid Shahid from the slot, but uh, you know he's he's a real real weapon out there, and. As we've seen in the past with these Bucks Saints games specifically, it seems like it's the unsung hero or not the big Hollywood title name that makes the big play. Right. Rashad Perryman scoring the touchdown against the Saints point. last yes. year against yep. New Orleans in New Orleans. 
is a perfect example of it really takes everybody. So yeah. Rashid Shahid absolutely could be a difference maker for the Saints on their side of the football. Yeah. Um, I am also curious. Someone had a comment earlier, and I could not agree with it more. As far as obviously he's going to take the top off the defense, he's going to be that deep ball threat. But let's not forget that when James was in Tampa, he had a guy named Deshaun Jackson, who yeah. is arguably the best deep ball receiver of all time. Yep. And they could never get on the same page. That's I'm right. not necessarily going to say that Jameis and Rashid Shahid don't have that chemistry. Right. But I think that's something definitely to look into for that game. But I also think I just have that gut feeling a special yeah. team's play is going to make the biggest difference I agree. in this game. And again, Shahid comes into play with that. So a lot of the onus is going to have to be on special teams player yeah. of the month. That's Jake, right. Uh, Jake Camarda to uh, make sure that his, his, his punts are on point, whether it's pinning him deep, yeah. punting it out of bounds, forcing a fair catch. Jake Camarda. Ho hopefully not having to make a tackle, but you know what? Yes. <laughs> Something tells me if, if he, if he's in position and if he can catch him, Jake Kamara is not one of these punters that's going to shy away from trying to make a tackle. This guy's a bit of a dog, man. And, a, and when I say dog, he is a dog. He's a bulldog, Georgia bulldog. Yeah, he but, is. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's an athlete. We saw, we saw him go out there and, and uh, outrace a couple of Bears defenders on that blocked field goal, mm -hmm. right? And, and essentially save a touchdown on a scoop and score. So you don't want to have your punter have to make the tackle, but you know what? They're not playing with 10 guys out there. They're playing with 11. I think Jake Camarda, if necessary, can make a tackle. If he can catch Rashid Shahid. <laughs> we'll see if he can do that. Uh, something that is going to be very, very necessary, and I'm talking to the Pewter people, it is necessary that you watch the Pewter Game Day show presented by Celsius, which is coming up this Sunday starting at 12. It's right on our YouTube channel, yep. so you don't have to go to a specific spot. To find it, it starts at 12 noon. We pregame the show for an hour, talk about the biggest matchups, give our predictions for the game, all that fun stuff. And then at one o'clock, I will be uh, I will be back on for the Peter Game Day yep. show. But shout out to uh, Bailey Adams and Josh Capo that did a great job uh, last weekend for it. I'll be giving my uh, live reactions, analysis, everything else in between that's going on in the game. We'll have some Peter reporters. Um, jump on the show as well. I believe Adam Slavon's going to be on. So uh, that's on Sunday, starting at 12. And then obviously when the game goes on, I'm giving my reactions and everything at 1 o'clock. That's right on our YouTube channel. Would love for you guys to watch. It's been such a fun time since yeah, we've been blast. doing it. And uh, looking forward to another good game to call this week. Yeah. Um, we we skipped the Super Chat, so we actually broke our own rules. Yeah, we did. The, the, the rule is when when we see a Super Chat, um, we, we put it up on the screen. Um, we had such a great conversation with Eileen. Forgive us. We missed it. But here we go. Scott Jacks, 499. I find it ironic that the entire world compared these QBs with, inter with interceptions, meaning Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield. We will now get an opportunity to watch, right? So, yeah, we'll see which former number one pick, which, you know, former face of the franchise which former Heisman Trophy winner is yeah. going to emerge. And if you remember a couple of years ago, this game went into overtime when the Buccaneers beat the Baker Mayfield-led Cleveland Browns. Jameis and Baker both threw yeah. picks that day, but it was Jameis that came out on top. And we'll see if, um, you know, if, if Baker can come out on top of Jameis this go-around as he is now the quarterback of the Buccaneers and Jameis is now the enemy and he is with the New Orleans Saints. 
Yeah, I think a lot of this comes down to not just quarterback play, but keeping the ball safe. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that be the decider for this one. Uh, we got another super chat from Zachary Jarvis with a 499 super chat. Thank you, Zachary, who says, we need to get Trey Palmer more involved. He has yeah. made plays all summer long. So it's interesting you say that, Zachary, because the first two games, obviously Mike and Chris get the majority of the snaps at wide receiver. Right. But it was very, very even between Trey Palmer and Devin Tompkins, and then a little bit lower down was Rakim Jarrett. But last game, Trey Palmer far and above outsnapped Devin Tompkins and, yeah. uh, and Rakim Jarrett. But with that said, Devin Tompkins had more targets than, um, than Trey Palmer, and they both had one catch each for less than 10 yards. So Bucks have not really gotten uh, – Trey Palmer had a touchdown in that first game against the Vikings, but mm-hmm. – uh, at least from that last game, not and the whole offense struggled. So, yeah. but there wasn't much production from any wide receiver that really wasn't Mike Evans. And yeah, I want to see Trey Palmer do more. Yeah. I mean, he was electric yep. during the preseason, making highlight real plays, like plays just as good as the Mike hand, Mike Evans one handed catch oh, yeah. made yeah. Uh, last and week. So I would love to see him get more involved. I think big part of the problem last week was what they had forty eight snaps on offense. Yeah last year right or last week so yeah you you had about uh the eagles had what 78 i think or yeah, it was somewhere close 78 40 yeah. the time of possession was almost doubled right the eagles just just kept the ball they were running the ball and the eagles did what the bucks want to do right and and with more plays and even dave canal said it today you can get to play action you can you can do more things when you have the ball but they just didn't have the ball enough. Uh, Forty-eight snaps is not going to do it, and um, you know, and, and and I agree. I I I think this is going to be a close game. It's going to be uh, a game that the Bucks, I believe, will will get some turnovers. They'll get some sacks. They'll do enough to win. I I think they're going to move to three and one. Um, and 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 I think this team is a little embarrassed and a little hungry after that that Monday night game. And, you know, I, I think they're they're ready. And, and I'd love to see Jamel Dean back in the lineup. I'd love to see Vita Vea practice tomorrow. That would certainly make me feel better about picking the Buccaneers than I already do. But if Carlton Davis comes back, Zion McCollum's play incredible football and he's over confident. there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Got a uh, oh, more Super Chats coming in. Uh, we got a Super Chat from Meets <sighs> McGee Good with question. $5 Super Chat. Thank you for the Super Chat. And, uh, yeah, like Scott said, good question. Do you feel that a 60 to 70% Devin White is that much better than a 100% KJ Britt? Wow. I think if you're, if you're saying 70%, I think I would go with Devin White. Yes. 60%. Yeah, I, I agree. think you got to go KJ Britt at that point. I totally agree. Exactly. Um, we, had, we had some, some good questions and, and answers here uh, from the last couple of, of days. Todd Bowles uh, yesterday in the media session, as well as we had um, – Dave Canales, yeah, today, Casey and Casey Rogers. Well. So yeah, yeah, let's play some some of the best interview clips to get you yeah, guys ready. Yeah, let's do it up. But first, uh, we got sure. another super chat from Salty Buccaneer. Thanks for the one ninety nine super chat. It says less snaps for Tompkins. Keep him on special teams. I don't know. I think if they used Evan Tompkins in different gadget type of ways, I, I would like to see that. And yeah. I mean, was it Devin Tompkins' fault on the besides his size? Was it his fault on the overthrow by Baker Mayfield? Yeah. That would have been a big play too, Matt. Yeah, I mean, that, that, they schemed that open. That's one of those plays that was on the initial play call sheet, right? That's one of the plays they wanted to get to. They set it up well. They got the covers they wanted. 
if Baker hits that, that that's a big play. That's one of those momentum plays where the crowd erupts, or at least 40% of the crowd erupts, the Bucks yeah. fans erupt. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, you got to hit those though. You know, if you want to, yeah. if you want a shot at the title and you want to knock off, you know, the, the bully, if you want to beat the bully and the Eagles are the bully right now in the NFC, those little windows, those opportunities, you, you gotta, you gotta connect. And if you don't, you're going to, you're going to pay for it. And that's what happened. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so let's get to some of these uh, videos. A couple from yesterday uh, with Todd Bowles and Baker. Some are from today with Dave Canales. A lot to choose from. I think we'll start with uh, Bowles had a very interesting comment to a question that you had, Scott, yeah. about what's his in-game conversations with Dave Canales like. And yeah. uh, Todd, Todd was on one a little bit. Yeah. What type of interactions do you have in-game are you talking about, you know, hey, we want to run the ball here, or do you make suggestions? Or Oh, he's the offensive coordinator. I'm not an offensive coordinator, guys. I'm not going to sit there and be big brother over Dave and be an offensive coordinator. That's not my, That's not who I am. That's not what I do. I would be crazy if I sat up here and told you I was. Do I know offenses? Yeah. Do I know defenses and how they defend? Yes, but you let the guys do their thing and coach football. We all get paid to do a job. Dave is very good at his job. I trust him completely. And we let them go. If we need to talk about timeouts and going for it on fourth down and things like that, we talk about it. But I'm not going to sit there and say, run, pass, pass, run, run. It's, it's not football. We let them coach and we let those guys work together and they get it done. That's that's complete autonomy right there, man. That is like, you know, you run the offense, Dave, your show, you call it, and we'll talk about it uh, on Monday when we watch film. I mean, that's – yeah. That's as like animated as we've ever seen Todd Bowles I know, yeah. uh, answering questions, <laughs> which like to every other coach, it's like, oh, he's just, you know, just right. talking football. But that was a little bit different. Um, yep. Another big topic of discussion, we brought it up on this show. Uh, people have talked about it is um, the lack of targets for Chris Goff yeah. and, and what's going on there. So this we got Baker's response. We hear from Todd Bowles. We also got Dave Canals in the mix. So this is a little bit of everybody. Chris Godwin, though, has, uh, you know, for a guy that's making $20 million a year, his production, he's made some big catches for you. It's not like he's not doing anything out there, but in terms of the, the amount of, of targets he's getting and, and the catches, is that, does that surprise you a little bit that it's been so lopsided in terms of the production so far between those two guys? No, it's early in the year. It evens out eventually. You know, we got guys that we go to, they double on Chris, we throw to Mike, they double on Mike, we throw to Chris, they double on both, we got to throw to somebody else. It's three games in, we don't worry about that right now. Chris is going to get his place. Um, yeah, I think you look at, you know, yardage-wise in particular, um, the third down play against the Bears, he catches a long touchdown pass. He also catches the pass and breaks it for 70 yards. Uh, and then in our tempo against the Vikings, he <clears throat> we get a look to have him run a post route for a touchdown. So there's certain things that come throughout a game that, um, yeah, it's going to be balanced, but Mike's had those shots so far. But Chris has been a guy that's he's so valuable to us, and he knows that, but he's a guy that we have to continue to get involved in the offense because good things happen when he touches the ball. He's a consistent guy, uh, does everything that you want to, and he's there when you need him. Yeah, I think, you know, again, 40-some-odd plays, you know, so, like, Mike really got a lot of his targets at the end. Otherwise, we're looking at two guys with, that really didn't produce. So, again, that's on me building a plan that puts those guys in with opportunities. But, you know, I think it's honestly just kind of learning guys. You know, we had some near misses on Chris for the first two weeks. You know, that really could have been bigger days for him. So um, just making sure we capitalize on those opportunities down the field, uh, especially like the Bears game. You know, we just missed him a couple times. That would have been a huge day for him, you know, so um, – we're, we're designing it to go to Mike and Chris. You know, nobody 
that's not a surprise and I can say that here, you know, we're designing our plays to do that. Um, and then Baker also just has to be true to his reads and, and where his best matchups end up coming from. Yeah. And I think that's something even Baker said too, is, is yeah. like, I got to do a better job pre-snap and knowing where I want to go with the football, find those matchups, right. And then exploit those. And I think that's just going to come with time. Right. And, you know, uh, Kelly Bucks mentions this, and I think it's a, it's a good point. Evans is a bigger target. Mayfield is just comfortable throwing to him. I, I think that's, yeah. you know, um, and I think that that um, Tom Brady, I thought, was more comfortable throwing the ball to Chris because that what he offense. Had in yeah. To a degree. I mean, small yeah. receivers besides right. Randy Moss. But, yeah. but also throwing to the slot, right? That's that's where Wes Welker was. That's mm-hmm. where Edelman. Um, Edelman was Julian Edelman, and and this Bruce Arians offense ran through the slot, right? With the Larry Fitzgerald, it's the Chris Godwin type player, and so that's why you saw the targets and the yards, uh, or maybe not even the yards, but but the the volume of catches that Chris had compared to Mike. Chris was always the leading receiver in terms of catches. Mike had a better average and more yards typically, and more touchdowns, but Chris was kind of the, the the straw that stirred the drink. And and I think right now it's it's Mike and as as Chris and Baker start to get more of a rapport. And Chris is also playing outside a little bit more too. So yeah. you know when you're looking outside six foot five guy versus five foot ten corner or six foot one guy versus five eleven corner. Maybe Baker's seeing the mismatch with Mike and, and going that direction. Yeah uh, when you talk about looking uh, which target is which i think it t- makes total sense uh salty buccaneer says and thank you for the super chat says love canals takes accountability unlike uh previous offensive coordinator speaking yeah. of accountability you want to be counting your money you want to be saving your money if you want to do that best place to do it is with immuni financial at a muni financial we help you live in the now congratulations we're so happy thank for you. you thank you and even though the now may feel very different you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amy Financial. Plan ahead, stay ahead. Uh, Matt, you're nailing these transitions today, my friends. <laughs> that the one was good. But... The late, great Mark Cook would be proud. Um, managing your family's wealth means more to Muni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. With 40 years of experience, let Muni Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Give them a call at 1-800-868-6864. That's 1-800-868-6864. Or visit them on the web at immuni.com. Not just in the Tampa Bay area, folks. Not just in the state of Florida. Immuni Financial can help you across the country. So do what I did. I've got most of my financial assets with Immuni. I trust them. Give them a call. Even if you have a, a brokerage person or a financial advisor already in your corner, it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion, especially with your retirement, especially with your finances. Immuni Financial, visit it on the web at immuni.com. Another thing I just want to remind everybody that um, while we will have the Peter Game Day show on Sunday, uh, my show, Pewter Picks mm-hmm. and Props, where I pick everything uh, from the Bucks game, some NFL picks, and some of my picks on Underdog Fantasy. That comes out tomorrow on yep. Friday. Of course, don't forget uh, with Underdog Fantasy, play that pick'em game. It's so much fun. You pick just at least two players 
one from each team. But the more picks you make, the more money you can win. Um, you pick higher or lower on certain stats, uh, what you know, quarterback passing yards, wide receiver receiving yards, things of that nature. So I'll have a couple of uh, prop picks yeah. for the Bucks for Saints game uh, coming out tomorrow, along with me picking the uh, the spread in the Bucks game and the over under. I'll have a couple NFL picks. By the way, I am fourteen eight and one in my NFL picks, maybe even fourteen seven and one. But I know for a fact is I'm six and zero. Oh. Undefeated picking the Bucks games with the spread and yep. the over under because you might be saying they've only played three games. How are you six and zero? Spread over under six mm-hmm. and zero. Boom! And I'm winning again this week. So use that promo code Pewter at Underdog Fantasy P E W T E R. Get a first deposit bonus uh, playing Underdog yeah. Fantasy. So and very Underdog Fantasy is the exclusive sponsor of Matt's Pewter Picks and Props show. Yes, and you is. can find Pewter Picks and Props, the same place you can find the Pewter Report podcast, Pewter Game Day, and I just dropped a Pewter Pulse video. So you can Love check it. that out on Pewter Report TV. That's our YouTube channel. We're now over 12,100 strong. You Pewter people coming through with the, the subscriptions. We greatly appreciate it. And folks, when you do watch our videos, whether it's Matt's Pewter Picks and Props, whether it's the Pewter Pulse, whether it's the Pewter Report Podcast, Pewter Game Day, whatever you're watching, make sure you like it and leave a comment because that helps our algorithm with YouTube. It gets us in front of more awesome Pewter people like you. And when you guys do that, which you've been doing, it's been great. It has fueled our growth. We're now over 12,100. Quickly, thanks to you guys. Yeah, please uh, like and subscribe. Do those comments. It could pretty much be about anything. Keep it you know, somewhat PG or PG-13, but, you know, don't go overboard with it, but love all the comments and everything. Love uh, late episode Super Chats as well. Yeah. Meets McGee again with the $5 Super Chat that says, this offense will get better as the season goes. You can tell that by how Baker and the receivers not yet clicking, yeah. like the defense, Tompkins and Evans uh, misses. Yeah, I agree. I think the offense in a month from now, we will have a way different take about the offense than we do right now. And the defense, Todd Bowles likes to say steady Eddie a lot. I think this defense will be steady Eddie throughout yeah. the season. Obviously, injuries will affect a lot of different things. But uh, And thank you guys all for the nice words and yeah. the comments. Uh, but I love this defense, even when they struggle at times at outside linebacker. I love what this defense can do to keep the Bucs in games. And I think the offense can really only improve from that. I mean, Chris I Godwin hasn't been that involved. And even Mike yep. has struggled here and there. Speaking of Mike, all right, I'm put you on the spot real quick. Five seconds, Matt. Is Mike getting a tutty versus Lattimore? Tell me some good news, says Salty Buccaneer. Does Mike Evans score a touchdown against Marshawn Lattimore? He scored one in every game, so why stop now? Yep. Yeah, I'll, I agree. I'll say Mike Evans is going to score again. I'm with you. That's awesome, as Christopher Oxentine says. 6-0, even Plant City. <laughs> That's good. You guys are great, Peter people. We're going to leave you with that. Uh, we want to thank uh, Eileen Natchik from WFLA yeah. for joining us. She was fantastic. Uh, make sure yeah. that you catch her work Great. as well as everybody that's that's uh, awesome over there at News Channel, like Karen Loftus and Dan Lucas as well. That is the official Bucks station. You can watch Bucks bonus uh, nightly. Well, I shouldn't say nightly. After every Bucks game on Sunday nights after the 11 o'clock news. That is right. So another great show in the books. Looking forward to the Peter Game Day show and the Peter Post Game show coming up on Sunday. But that'll do it for now. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thank you, everybody, for watching. And for Eileen Natchoff, uh, Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. We will see you on Sunday for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast.
Peace out. Have a great weekend. Out.